What's going on gamers? Welcome back to The Graveyard. I'm The Graveyard Gamer and thank you for joining me for this graveyard review of G.I. Joe Operation Blackout. Now I'll be honest with you guys, I grew up as a big fan of that 1980s cartoon show. I also loved the action figures. I had so many of those things that, oh man, when this game came out and I saw the way it looked and stuff, I was very, very intrigued. One other thing that I was intrigued about is the fact that Hey, you know what? Honestly, since I was a kid, I remember the one on Nintendo way back in the day I wanted to play and never played it. And then I remember the one that came out with the 2009 film. And my understanding is that game wasn't that great, so I never played it. So we really just haven't had a lot of G.I. Joe games. So when I saw this game, looks like the cartoon, I thought, man, I gotta try this out. The reviews that I did see, which weren't many, were very meh on it. So I kind of waited. Well, I got a chance to play the game, and I can't wait to share with you my review. So let's see how I enjoyed it. Let's jump in and let's find out. So gamers, I'm actually going to combine story, graphics, and voice acting all together this time because I think they all just flow well together. Like I mentioned, I was a big fan growing up with that cartoon and that awesome, fantastic 1987 movie as well. And you know what? This just feels like it could fit right in when it comes to the story. All the characters brought me back to my childhood and what I remembered about them. Duke being the stoic leader, Roadblock being the guns blazing guy, Scarlet and Lady Jane being like these strong women that you knew could hang with the guys, Cobra Commander being this slimy villain, and of course Destro, Baroness being this really evil, ultimately super shady couple. I mean the story here is actually really cool as well. You've got Cobra. They launch an attack on the Joes. Aircraft carrier. They take it over. On top of that, they also capture so many Joes it's not even funny. Then they sit there and they ultimately attack a lot of places all over the world with the help of their new very mysterious weapon. I'm not really going to get into what that weapon is, but let's just say the Joes, there's a few of them left over. They have to fight their way to get back together to take down Cobra. But in a twist, there's actually a lot of shenanigans going on over at Cobra as well, which you know what? If you listen to the people I talked about were in this game, you're probably going to figure out what happened. It absolutely fits in with the characters, and I also love the fact that this game plays it from both perspectives. You play as the Joes on some levels, you play as the Cobras on some levels, and what I absolutely love about it is it doesn't say, okay, you have the G.I. Joe campaign, and now when you're done with that, now you go over and you play the Cobra campaign. No, no, these... These are actually like you rotate between them. Some levels is Joe, some are Cobra, and you'll play a few of each. I thought that was really cool. It really kind of builds upon the story, and it kind of makes it all tie in so nicely together. It actually feels like a cartoon episode since they did it that way. But what about the graphics, you say? Well, let me just say, I'll say it right out of the gate, there are some pop-ups, both in terms of draw distance. You'll see some planes and different vehicles kind of pop in the graphics, usually when the level is loading up. Same thing with the characters as well. You'll notice some more details pop in as the level fully loads. Uh, I also noticed there's this one level, you're going through a snowy area, you're in a tank, and you'll have an aircraft flying above you and they're gonna drop bombs on you. Well, what happened in the previous level, there was a white targeting, that's how you knew don't drive over that. They didn't change the color, and like I said, this is a snowy environment, so you really couldn't see where the targets was. And I, I don't know why they did that, it was just like that little attention to detail that just kinda made me scratch my head. But let's talk about the stuff I love, and that is absolutely everything else about the art style. I will tell you that right now. This is a perfect recreation of the cartoon from the 80s. 
Uh, I genuinely felt like I was part of that cartoon show. It's got that self-shaded look that is just so well done. I mean, the dark lines really show all kind of details and stuff to, to make it look like a perfect 3D mix of that cartoon. And at the same time, the comic book as well. Like, I just was blown away by, like, wow. I mean, that is very, very detailed. I loved it. And it's awesome because, you know what? Self-shaded games was really kind of becoming a big thing in the PS2 era. And I never felt like they really nailed it. Here we are two generations later, three if you count the PS5, and we're seeing some awesome looking cell shaded stuff. This game definitely takes advantage and runs with it. And you know what? It's just such a joy because the nostalgia of these graphics, it just really brings you into it. But what about voice acting, you say? Because to me, the reason I'm putting all three of these things together is since you're taking something, a property that I love so much, and you're telling me that I can be in this world, well, then, hey, the story's got to make sense for the world. Check. The graphics have to make me feel like it could be part of that world. Check. Voice acting is the last part, and it's got to match up. I will tell you this. The voice acting actually did a really good job. Outside of Lady Jane, Lady Jane is not bad. She's just kind of flat on a lot of her stuff. Like Even when she's trying to give a little attitude, it just comes off as very flat. But at the same time, I really enjoyed it for the most part. Like There was nobody that I thought, oh, they're just horrible. And what's really cool is these levels you'll play as two people, and honestly, there's a lot of banter back and forth, and I thought it really worked out well. Plus, it really helps fill in the gaps on some of these characters, because I'll be honest, I had no idea who Sci-Fi was. But playing through the game, his banter, the way he's talking, you really get a feel for who this character is. There's also Paramedic. I had forgot all about him until you deal with him, and I forgot. He was a pacifist, and you actually have him talk about that and get into dialogue about it. So I thought it was actually really cool. Again, this is not on the level of, like, The Last of Us. This is not Nolan North. This is not Troy Baker. This isn't even Laura Bailey. But they nail the characters. They really do get you into the characters. You actually get that feeling like, okay, this is my childhood. So you put these three things together. The good voice acting, the awesome graphics that really make you feel like you're in this world, and then the awesome story that just feels like it's straight out of a G.I. Joe cartoon show. I just, I absolutely was so absorbed into this game. But gamers, what about when it comes to the gameplay? I gotta be honest with you, and I'm gonna start with the bad stuff first, because this is actually where it falters a little bit. Because the game has an identity crisis. It honestly can't tell if it wants to be a cover-based shooter, or the run-and-gun shooter that it is. And I say that because, look, let's... Let's be real, the game is running around shooting people, but there is so much cover everywhere. And here's the deal, you can't go into a cover mechanic. There's no run up, press X, and you'll hug the wall, and you can lean over and shoot. There's none of that. There is tons of cover everywhere, but all you can do is crouch behind it. There's no option to, like, you know, look over and shoot, which hurts the game. Because usually in that kind of situation, when you do that, your enemies have a smaller hitbox, you have a smaller hitbox, so you have to target them dead on. They'll target you dead on. In this game, there's not that. There's also the reload mechanic that is straight out of Gears of War. So you do that, and guess what? If you miss that reload mechanic, it is a long time to reload some of these weapons. Plus, some of the ammo capacity for these weapons can be very little. So you take two shots, or some guns you can take five or six shots, and you have to go through that reload mechanic, and it just hurts it. If you were in a cover situation and your enemies were in cover firing at you, it wouldn't be so bad because you're kind of safe behind the cover for the most part as long as you know enemies are not flanking you and you can take the time to reload and shoot. 
But in this, where everything is kind of run and gun, and trust me, the enemies are just straight charging you the whole time. Even the bosses, they just they just run straight at you. That's all they know to do. It doesn't help when you take a few shots and you have to go to a reload because you're just getting lit up. And it goes back to that cover-based shooting because your enemies still have a small hitbox to hit them with. It's not like run and gun shooting when you shoot. You can kind of be a little bit more liberal for where you hit the enemy at. In this game, it is that small hitbox. So what happens is... You also have to deal with the camera sensitivity because the left stick is controlling how you run, where forward, back, left, right. The right stick will actually do which way you're looking at. And there are times where it feels like your character can be pulled in two different ways. I actually had to go in and I had to change the camera sensitivity because I needed it to move slower so that I could line up my shots to actually hit these guys. There is an auto-targeting that you can line up, but honestly, it is almost like Grand Theft Auto 3 level where you might have a guy five feet in front of you shooting at you. But when you lock on, you're going to lock on to the person 200 yards away that can't even hit you if they wanted to. It's really wonky sometimes. I mean, honestly, if you just kind of quickly tap it, you can get a few shots off. But it just feels like they could have sat there and they could have said, hey, let's make this a cover-based shooter. Let's find that mechanic. Let's make it work. Have the enemies go into cover as well. And this would have been awesome. Or let's go run a gun. Let's get rid of that reloading animation. Let's give us bigger clips for these weapons and just... Hey, embrace the insanity of running around trying to shoot all these people. And you know what? Either way, you would have had an amazing game. But it just it was just a little too wonky on some of those things. There's also some other issues. I talked about the camera. It's one thing when you're fighting and running around shooting. It's another thing when you're in the vehicles. I, you really got to go in there and lower it on those missions because if not, man... Your reticle will be all over the place just trying to hit the things flying or on the ground or wherever it may be. And then that's also dealing with combat when you deal with melee because with the camera being able to have your character split, like I said, running to the left, looking to the right, when you're getting close to do like a melee weapon because the enemies are right on you, it really wasn't that great because you had to push the R3 button in. That didn't feel right. It just didn't help me get lined up like I wanted to because I'm trying to move with that stick while pushing it in. I ended up going into the control scheme and I found out that they actually had about five different options for you to pick from, which I thought was really cool. Now, normally, I don't ever go into control schemes and change things around, but in this game, I thought it was pretty cool that they did that. Like, you could tell they were like, okay, maybe this isn't nailing it, so let's give some options here. And I found one that was called Action, and you know what it did? It moved the melee from the right stick to the R1 bumper, and I thought, man, this is going to be awesome. And you know what it was? And then I went to use one of the ultimate moves. Now, I'll get into the ultimate moves in a minute, but you pulled those off by holding L1 and R1 at the same time, and you would do this move. It wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. I actually had to go in, and I had to go to the custom control option, put all the buttons to what I wanted it to be, and I had to change it from R1, L1 to triangle and circle. Once I did that, it actually worked. But the simple fact that they gave this control scheme and it said to hit this button input, but that didn't work. Made me just scratch my head like, come on guys, how did you miss this? Let's talk about the gameplay and let's really kind of open up what you do in this game outside of my grievances. So I talked about the ultimate moves, so we'll talk about those first. Each character has a move that you'll be building up over time to help out combat and they really do help it out. For example, Duke, he has this pulsating grenade that you'll throw it. Anybody gets in that area, it's going to attack them and take away a lot of their health. Scarlet? She'll get her bow and arrow, and that's an awesome weapon in the game, by the way. Well, she'll get this really powerful arrow that'll actually take out a couple people. I thought it was great. Lady Jane throws a staff in the ground, and it'll actually heal her in any of your allies. Plus, it'll also hurt any enemies that come into the dome that it makes. And then somebody like Storm Shadow, 
will actually have a sword attack that when you do it, he'll jump in the air and make this major swipe and take out several different enemies. Again, I thought these were like really cool ultimate moves that you can see why it bugged me when I couldn't pull them off. Because there are times where you're going to be dealing with a lot of enemies at one time. But let's get to the basics. You'll start off each level and you'll choose between two members of either the Joes or the Cobras depending on the level you're playing. With the AI, they'll be taking over the second character. Though don't expect too much help from that second AI character. And I've played this game on easy, normal, very hard, which is called Ultimate. And it not once did that AI character really pull their weight, I felt. But here's the cool thing about it. Each character feels different than the others. Now that was impressive to me because I genuinely thought the Joes and the Cobras were ultimately just going to mirror each other. But they don't. Everybody feels different. Everybody's got their own weapons that feel unique. I was amazed by this. Like even Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes. When you play as them, they play completely different. I thought it was absolutely awesome that it played like that. And I will give a shout out to this. You will play as a mission as Storm Shadow or Snake Eyes. Like as in they're the two choices you get to play. When you get to a certain point in that mission, you'll actually challenge each other to who can take out the most enemies at once. I'm telling you, that's actually challenging, but it's really cool to have that rivalry really kind of played out in front of you in that game. As I mentioned, there's a ton of different weapons. They all have their own different feels to them as well. And each character also has their own secondary weapon. And I will say, when I was on the ultimate difficulty, there are certain times that I did choose the smaller weapon because usually they had a bigger clip to fire from. They were faster than, say, Roadblock, who had this giant laser weapon that, kind of like a laser Gatling gun that took a little bit to get going. And at the same time, man, when it went out and you had to reload, oh, man, that reload was forever. How the levels play out is most of the time you're just going to be going through different sections, taking out enemies, occasionally having to defend an area. And by that, I mean, like, you'll be stuck there and say, hey, you need two minutes, three minutes, whatever it may be. You just got to keep taking enemies out. Honestly, most of the times, it's not bad. But there are a few times that those type of areas can be ridiculous with the amount of enemies you fight, especially on that ultimate difficulty setting. You're going to have the boss fights. Sometimes it's really cool. You just fight them once. Sometimes it's actually kind of cool. You'll fight them over and over in a level. Like there's one with Destro where he'll honestly chase you through the entire level if you don't keep moving forward. I thought that was really cool. And again, it's also cool because... There's a lot of levels that you will repeat as. You might play as the Joes, and then a couple missions later, you'll actually play as the Cobra members. But what's cool is it's not only from different perspectives of why you're there, but you also might start in a different area. It doesn't feel the same. It's just like, oh, yeah, wait, I know where I'm at. I, I was here as the last group. But again, they, they do a great job of making it never feel repetitive and boring or anything. And I'm a guy who played through most of these levels three times at least. And then also when you're going through the levels, there's going to be a few collectibles to get. Collectibles are kind of cool because some are comic book covers you can check out. Some are alternate outfits you can do. And then there's also side objectives as well. Now, the side objectives, ultimately, they're not that hard, but they are easy to miss. But when I say that, it might be, hey, you have to activate six computer terminals. You might get to the end of that level not even realizing it, and you just missed the final one, and you have to replay the level if you want to get that side objective completed. One thing I also want to point out, because you do fight so many enemies, and there's a nice variety in here as well, even though they're all pretty much either Cobra robots or G.I. Joe robots, I never had one type of enemy that I just hated fighting. I never had a certain enemy pop up and go, oh, not this guy again. Honestly, once I got the controls and the cameras situated to what I thought was most comfortable for me, I thought the combat was actually really fun for the most part. I had just a blast 
shooting through the enemies on each level. And also, once you complete a level, just to put this out there, you can replay that level as any of the six G.I. Joes, or if you're on a Cobra level, any of the six Cobra members. So you can really mix and match and really try out and just experience everything that it has to offer. For example, when I was replaying the game on Ultimate, I chose Duke a lot for certain missions just because of his weapons. He had some awesome weapons. I liked his ultimates. What is actually cool is I can't say that any of the Joes or Cobras were weak characters to pick. I thought they were all really well done. They had their strengths. They had their weaknesses. It was really just, hey, maybe you didn't like this person as much because you didn't like their ultimate, but maybe you really like this person because of their weapon, so you would choose them. I like that, man. I mean, it really felt like they went out of their way to make sure each character controlled uniquely. You never felt repetitive replaying these missions, so... I gotta give them props for that. Also, once you complete the missions, you can replay them, and they have all these mods you can play. I mean, like, you can make it where you can only take one shot, and you can play where you only use melee, or obviously you can make it where you have more ammo, more health, whatever it may be. I just can't get over how fun it was to play as these characters, honestly. And gamers, that's going to bring me to trophies and fun factor. And I'm actually going to start with fun factor first. But here's the thing. Like I said, I love this game. I had so much fun playing it, despite those control issues. However, I need to point this out. I grew up loving G.I. Joes. I mentioned that in the beginning. Hulking Yoda over at Lost at Sea Gaming, a podcast right here on Anchor. Go check that out. Great podcast. He was actually not a massive G.I. Joe fan growing up. So I can't say that he would get this game and actually love it as much as I did, or that he would be like, you know what, I'm going to mess around with the control. Like, take the time to mess with those controls to tailor it to him because he didn't have that same love of the property of G.I. Joe. So I think nostalgia goes a long way in the fun factor of this game. But let's talk about those trophies, and honestly, they're not bad. Really, they're for doing everything this game has to offer. All objectives, collectibles, using all the weapons, Beating the game on easy through very hard. There are a few multiplayer ones, but it's local multiplayer, so as long as you have a second controller, you can easily knock those out. What, for the most part, is kind of cool is you have these level-based ones, which, you know, hey, you got to knock down Destro four times throughout the level. Cool, that's easy to do, sometimes kind of challenging. However, I will say there is one where you had to kill all the ninjas on a level as Storm Shadow with just his sword. Let me just be honest, this one was by far the toughest trophy for me in the game. It was also super annoying because on that level, Firefly, who would be your AI partner, if he killed one of them, you would not get that trophy. And I thought that was wrong. Like, it penalized you for something an AI partner is doing. Now, that's not to mention that that level had two areas that were super annoying. It's those areas that I talked about before. You had to defend a spot. They were super annoying in that level. Uh, I ended up replaying it on easy with my second controller set up to play as Firefly while they really just sat there and I ran through the level slicing up all those ninjas, which is really cool because that trophy actually unlocked my 24th platinum trophy, which is awesome because as I've mentioned before, I truly love when you just love a game and you want to keep playing the game, you want to keep doing stuff and you're rewarded with all that work for not only having a great experience, but that platinum trophy. There honestly is probably no better feeling in the world than loving a game, spending all that time with it, and then getting a platinum trophy. Gamers, this is the hardest game I've ever had to give a review score to. 
Honestly, fun factor and nostalgia, they can only go so far. I have to keep reminding myself that when it comes to this score. But honestly, when you have an identity crisis of how the game should play on a fundamental level, it really makes it tough to give you a, a super high score. There were just so many issues with it initially starting that I actually had to go in and change the control scheme, change the camera. Like There was a lot of me changing things around to make the game playable. However, let me just say this. I love this game. As I said before, this is a game made by G.I. Joe fans for G.I. Joe fans. And I honestly believe if you enjoy G.I. Joe's, if you grew up with the cartoons, you grew up reading the comics, whatever it may be, if you love this property, I think you will definitely enjoy this game. It was just absolutely fantastic. And I got to tell you, I really hope they make a sequel because I think they would nail it. I think they've taken enough feedback. I think they've worked on a few games now they could probably nail it iron it out figure out how they want to go with it i think it would be awesome because the game is right there guys i mean it is right there from being something truly amazing and to be honest with you that after credit scene sets up a villain i want to fight that villain oh i want to fight that villain so for that my final score and i had to go lower than i wanted to is a 7.5 gamers i would love to know your thoughts on gi joe blackout operation if you have any questions or you want to know more about it or if you got something you want to say about it, maybe you absolutely thought it was crap, let me know, thegraveyardgamer at gmail.com. Or you can find me at thegraveyardgamer on Instagram or thegraveyardg on Twitter. Till next time, gamers, I'll be creeping around the graveyard. G.I. Joe, man.